Finding your perfect home was hard, but thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier. Burrow's easy-to-assemble modular sofas and sectionals are made from premium, durable materials, including stain and scratch-resistant fabrics. So they're not just comfortable and stylish, they're built to last. Plus, every single Burrow order ships free right to your door. Right now, get 15% off your first order at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's 15% off at burrow.com slash ACAST. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hello everyone, Charles Watts here. Welcome to another edition of Inside Arsenal. I hope you're having a very good start to your week, wherever you're watching or listening to this around the world. We are now seven days away from Arsenal returning to action with that game at Nottingham Forest next Tuesday night. A bit of a shame, we've got another free weekend coming up, but I suppose we've only got ourselves to blame, haven't we? Take some chances against Liverpool. We've got an FA Cup game to look forward to this weekend, but didn't happen. So we've got another weekend off. The players having another bit of downtime at the moment. A couple of days off to start the week after the win against uh, Palace at the weekend. Um, obviously, they've been away to Dubai before the Palace game, but they were working pretty hard over there. This is a bit of a couple of days to rest up ahead of that game against Forest, And they should probably um, take advantage of it because not going to be too much downtime between that Forest game and the end of the season. But you think they're going to be pretty well refreshed by the time that Forest game comes around. It's going to be about one game in about three weeks. And at this stage of the season in England, that is pretty much unheard of. So I don't think tiredness or fatigue or anything like that can be used as an excuse for certainly for a little while anyway. But the busy period of the season is starting very, very soon. Quite a bit to talk about today. Lots of injury news to discuss. Urien Timber, Thomas Partey, uh, Declan Rice, of course, who went off injured against Crystal Palace. Got plenty of questions and comments from you. We'll look at what's been happening in terms of AFCON and the Asia Cup as well with the Arsenal interest. So plenty to get stuck into. And we'll start with some news that I have on Thomas Partey, who, of course, feels like has been out forever. He is close to coming back. We know that. And from what I'm hearing, I think he might well. The plan, hopefully, is that he could well return to training this week and that potentially could feature against Forest on Tuesday night. That is the plan. Obviously, that can all change. It all depends how things go and the final decision has to be taken during the week. But the plan, as far as I'm aware, is that he is a to come back to training this week, which of course will be great news if that is the case and it does all happen and everything does stay on track and Thomas Partey does return. It'll be fantastic news for Arsenal because there's no doubt they have missed him. And if he can come back and he can stay fit, then he's going to have a huge, huge impact on Arsenal's second half of the season because when he's fit and he's firing, there are not many midfielders better than Thomas Partey in this league. And it does also raise the potential, the possibility of seeing Partey and Declan Rice play together throughout the second half of the season, which again is a very, very enticing prospect indeed. So he obviously has been out for a long time and Arsenal are going to manage this return to action very, very carefully. They're not going to take any risks if 
you know, you get into the next couple of days when they come back from their days off and they think, you know what, no, we still think you need to take a couple more extra days before we push you back, then I'm sure they will do that. But the plan, as far as I'm aware and have been told, um, is that Thomas Party is expecting to be back training this week and is still very much targeting being involved in the squad for the game against Forest on Tuesday night. So we'll, remain, we'll wait and see if that remains the case. And if it is, like I said, it will be fantastic news for Arsenal. Love to get your views on what you think, it, what sort of impact you think Thomas Partey can have on Arsenal's second half of the season if he stays fit and where you see him playing and how Mikel Arteta you feel should use the midfield going forward. If you've got Partey, Rice, Jorginho, all fit, you know, who plays where with Odegaard and Havertz and Smith Rowe? You know, what is your ideal midfield three? Or do you think we need to see a bit of a tweak in formation? Can you play Rice and Partey together like we saw Jorginho and Rice play against Liverpool? Would love to get your views on it because it's going to be really intriguing to see what Mikel Arteta does going forward when it comes to these players when they are all fit and available. Um, and it's certainly, you know, he's got some really strong options there. When you got, you're talking about Party, Jorginho, and Rice. I mean, there's three fantastic sort of holding midfield players there to choose between. So, yeah, fingers crossed, all goes well, and we will see Thomas Party back in action very, very soon. And on Declan Rice, um, obviously limped off in that game against Crystal Palace. Mentioned the word hammy to Emil Smith Rowe. Mikel Arteta speaking about him afterwards in the press conference. Confirmed it was a bit of an issue. Said he had a sensation in his hamstring. Sammy Mockbell at the Daily Mail reporting late yesterday evening that Arsenal are hopeful that it is nothing too serious. And the initial checks on Declan Rice are that he should be okay to play against Nottingham Forest. They'll continue to sort of check up on him over the next couple of days or so when they come back to London Colney. But all signs are at the moment, according to Sammy, that uh, Declan Rice will be okay to play against Nottingham Forest. And again, that is just huge news for Arsenal. As I said in yesterday's show, it would have been such a massive shame if Declan had picked up something properly serious. And, you know, as we see sometimes your hamstrings, they can pe- you can be out from three to six weeks to two months. Um, you know, if it was a serious one for Declan Rice, just as Thomas Partey came back fit. In one way, yes, you could say, well, at least Arsenal got Thomas Partey back. But also it would have been such a shame to see Thomas Partey back and then not have him alongside Declan Rice, because that's been a partnership we've been waiting to see. We saw it in the Community Shield against Manchester City, but that's it so far this season. And we've been waiting to see it. And so it'd have been a real shame if Declan Rice had got injured um, just before that. I mean, it'd been a shame just because if he got injured, because he's such a key player for Arsenal, it's been so impressive this season. But doubly so if it happened just at the time that Thomas Partey comes back. So fingers crossed, all is well. And Declan Rice is going to be fine to play against Nottingham Forest. And again, fingers crossed, hopefully, might well be in the same squad as Thomas Partey, which will be a massive boost. And Sammy also confirming in that um, report he did on Declan yesterday that Urien Timber could well be back in about a month in terms of training, which would be a huge boost and could potentially play up to the final couple of months of Arsenal's season. Again, with Timber, and I've spoken about it lots and lots of times, and the information I have on it as well is it will be absolutely no risk. And it's still a little bit too early to put a proper time frame on Timber, which, Timber, which is absolutely understandable because the second you put an absolute, you know, if second Mikel Arteta comes back and says he's back in a month, then bang, the pressure on, is on him to come back in a month. And when you've been out for that sort of length of time with an injury as serious as his, the last thing you need is expectation and pressure. So Arsenal are still very reluctant to officially put sort of time frames on this, but he is doing very well. He is progressing very well. We saw the video that um, Arsenal posted from him 
in Dubai. I asked Mikel Arteta about it at his press conference last week, and he did confirm to me for the first time, really, so far this season, that there was a chance, it was looking possible, that Timber was going to be able to have an impact on Arsenal's season. And so, yeah, we could only be, you know, sort of six weeks away, really, from seeing Timber potentially in and around the squad for the first time. And what a huge boost that would be for the second half of the season. So slowly but surely, some of the injured players are beginning to come back. We're still waiting for Fabio Vieira, of course, to come back. He's still a couple of weeks away, I think a few weeks away. But he was over in Dubai doing some stuff in Dubai. But again, it was a you know quite a big operation he had to fix the issue. And um, but you know, once he's back, then you know, fingers crossed, if everyone stays okay, then suddenly you've got a lot of options for Mikel Arteta to, to go with over the second half of the season, and that will be a huge boost. I mean, we saw what Tim did in preseason. Again, it's very hard. You don't want to put pressure on him when he comes back to be like, you've got to be the player that we saw in preseason because it is he's going to have to be eased in. We've seen it with players who have come back from ACL injuries. Although when they first come back, it's great they're back. It does take them a lot of time to pick up speed to mentally, I think, get over. You know, those first tackles, those first, you know, first proper sprints, first proper twists in a Premier League game, the pressure you have to put on that knee, I think mentally is a big, big thing. And it does take him a lot of time to get back. So even if we do see him, say, for the final six weeks, two months of the season, it might not be until next season that we really see him back to his very, very best when he's had another pre-season under his belt. But it will still be a huge boost. And when you look at what he does and what he offers to this squad, the positions that he can play in will be massive for Mikel Arteta if he does come back. So it is looking good on the injury front for now, but as is a way, you've got to wait and see. We've got to keep our fingers crossed that everything goes well. Okay, before we move on to what's been going on sort of internationally, um, dramatic day at AFCON yesterday, unbelievable scenes at AFCON. Um, reports in Italy, just they're not stopping about AC Milan trying to sign Jakob Kivior this month. They continue to come out constantly, constantly, constantly that they're going to try and get in. They admit in the reports that Mikel Arteta and Arsenal are very reluctant to let him go, which is absolutely understandable. I don't see any way this happens. I, I say that. It's always it's always a bit dangerous to say something like that because you never know in football. But it just wouldn't make any sense from an Arsenal point of view. And, the, you know, the messages we're getting from Arsenal is that there's going to be no significant departures this seat, this window, um, you know, unless an unbelievable bid comes in for a cert, for any players then they might have to think about it. But, you know, Milan trying to get Kivior on loan until the end of the season, even if there's an obligation in it, it just doesn't make any sense because you're weakening your squad, which is already stretched. You know, Kivior's already having to cover at left-back because of the injuries to Kivior, to Tommy Asu's issues, the fact he's gone away as well. To suddenly let a player who can play in those, play left-back and play centre-back, you know, he was used again at the weekend. It just would make absolutely no sense. Anyway, his agent has been talking about it amid all the links to a return to Italy. His agent's, been, his agent's been speaking to Polish media and he said, look, Kuba is an Arsenal player. There are no signs that they want to get rid of him. And I don't think anything will happen in the winter window. You know, come the summer, we, it might be different. You might look at it. He's been here 18 months, hasn't really forced his way into the Mikel's plans on a real consistent basis. You know, I think he's a tidy player. I think he's looked good, especially when he plays at centre-back. Um, but, you know, if Arsenal, if, if there's this interest from Italy does culminate in a decent offer coming in I'm sure they'll probably think about it in the summer but for the winter window as the agent was saying here it just looks really really unlikely and that's all I can say it's all it's the messages that I have is that it looks unlikely and I just can't see that it would be anything that Arsenal would entertain again unless a big big offer came in and that does not look likely this window. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? 
Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Mad, mad day at AFCON yesterday. If you're watching, you'll know what I'm talking about. Just genuinely one of the most dramatic sort of half an hour or 20 minutes worth of football I've seen in a long, long time with the Egypt game going on at the same time as the Ghana game. It just looked like there were so many different scenarios happening and, you know, it looked like Ghana were through and cruising then Egypt were through and cruising then suddenly Ghana were out. It was just unbelievable. If you weren't watching, Ghana were 2-0 up against Mozambique, which looked like they were absolutely cruising to um, going through to the knockout stages. Egypt were losing to Cape Verde, who were top of the table. Then Egypt equalised and that looked like it it could be enough if they got another goal. That goal didn't come. And then in the last minute, they scored to Egypt to go 2-1 up. Then there was a mad VAR check for ages for handball. It was eventually given. It looked like Egypt were through. Then Cape Verde equalised. It looked like Ghana were going through. But then Ghana, who were 2-0 up in injury time against Mozambique, managed to concede two injury time goals and ended up going out or potentially going out. There's still a chance they could go through as one of the best third place finishers that remains to be seen over the next few days. But just generally mad. I mean, Elneny didn't even play. He was watching on the <laughs> watching it all unfold on the substitutes bench. And the drama, the emotion through all the players, you could see the Ghana players were absolutely distraught. I mean, earlier on in the in, in the day, I saw Ivory Coast who um who were beaten 4-0. I can't remember who who it was. They were playing Equatorial Guinea, was it? They lost 4-0 in their home tournament. It had real strong Brazil versus Germany vibes from the 2014 World Cup when the host just got absolutely hammered and went out in a heartbreaking fashion. And that's what happened with Ivory Coast yesterday and the emotion of their players on the bench, on the sidelines, and then watching it all with the... It was just it was just a mad day of AFCON football. Fantastic to watch. Not if you're a Ghana fan, and certainly not if you're an Ivory Coast fan, of course. But the long shot of it is that Egypt are staying in the tournament. So Elneny is staying in the tournament. Mohamed Salah was watching... Um, and Arsenal fans are obviously very, very interested to see what's going on with Mohamed Salah at the moment. He's got this hamstring injury. He was over in Egypt for it. He's now coming back to the UK to continue treatment. It looks like the reports coming out of Egypt it is, it is worse than first feared and he's going to be out for up to a month. If that is the case, of course, that means there's going to be no Mohamed Salah for Liverpool against Arsenal, even if Egypt get knocked out of the tournament. So we'll wait and see how that progresses. Um, but yeah, just a crazy, crazy day. And um, and yeah, just unbelievable. It really was just such a dramatic day's football. In terms of the Asia Cup, Tomiyasu's in action tomorrow. I think Japan just need a draw uh, in their game and then they go through to the knockout stages. So fully expecting that to happen, although they did lose to Iraq in the last game. Really surprising defeat there and they were well beaten, really. Uh, 2-1 in the end they got a late consolation I think last minute Endo scored for Japan but uh, they need a they need a draw to go through tomorrow and that will mean Tommy Asu will stay for at least another week should that happen so that's the latest when it comes to AFCON and the Asia Cup questions times now from you guys plenty of you getting involved as always thank you very much always appreciate your response if you want to get involved in tomorrow's show then please do respond to the in the comments section to this video uh, with any sort of opinion you have, any question you want to ask about anything you've seen in this show or anything Arsenal-related at all, please do let me know 
in the comments below. Okay, here's one from Paul who says, Hi, Charles. Do you think if we sign Zubamendi in the summer, that means one of Thomas Party or Smith Rowe will be sold? As I'm sure he wouldn't want to come in and just sit on the bench. And I'm sure he wouldn't want to come in and sit on the bench. Um, look, I think there's a good chance that Thomas Party will be sold this summer anyway. Um, he, there was a good chance he would have been sold last summer, but no bids arrived for him, so he couldn't be sold. But I think if a decent bid comes in for him this summer, then I think Arsenal will certainly consider it. He's only, he'll have a year left on his contract. He'll be he's well into his 30s. Obviously, we know he's got his long line of injury issues. And so it just makes sense that Arsenal would consider it. I'm not saying they'll definitely sell him. It depends on the bid. But um, if one comes in I, I, and it's decent, then it wouldn't surprise me at all if Arsenal sold him. I don't think Zubamendi, I don't think Smith Rowe really matters in terms of Zubamendi. Um, but, you know, Arsenal have to think long term about their midfield. They've obviously got Declan Rice in there, which is great, and he's young. But then you've got Thomas Partey in his 30s, one year left on his contract. Um, Jorginho in his 30s. He's got, well, he's out of contract this summer, but Arsenal do have the option to extend it. They haven't taken it yet, but I do expect that will happen. I'd be surprised if they don't just because it makes sense to give him another year, I think, uh, to keep him around for another year. Mohamed Onneni, out of contract in his 30s. So they have to think long-term. They've basically just got Declan Rice as a long-term option in midfield at the moment for Arsenal, if you don't consider someone like Sammy Lekonga, of course, who's out on loan, um, who's in his 20s. So they have to think long-term about what's going on in midfield, and that's why Zubamendi is a player that they're looking at, one of several players that they are looking at. Um, so I don't necessarily think if he comes in, that means that someone has to be sold. I think that's just long-term planning because players are going to be leaving over the next, certainly year two, over the next maybe six months, but certainly the next 18 months when it comes to their key central midfielders. Um, and so, yeah, um, I don't think it's necessarily tied between the two, but I do think there's a good chance Thomas Partey might well go this summer anyway, just because of everything that I've just mentioned there. Here's one from Paranoid Android 1979, who says, at the moment, there seem to be lots of complaints about the atmosphere being flat compared to last season. This is at the Emirates, of course, and also about a lot of people leaving early in games. What do you think the club can do to improve the situation now and also ahead of next season? Are there people in the club who are looking at these issues and contemplate what needs to be done in order to get closer to the vibe of last season? It's an interesting one. Look, the atmosphere is definitely different from last season. There's no doubt about it, but I have to admit, I started this season fully expecting that because last season... And I've spoken about this before in shows, so I'm sorry if I just sort of going over what I said before previously. But it was such a, it was almost felt like a one-off. There was no, there was no way this season was going to match last season in terms of passion, in terms of atmosphere. It was we were all on this emotional journey last season, this unexpected, completely unexpected emotional emotional journey. No one at the start of last season thought what was going to happen. Um, what happened was going to happen, if you see what I mean. And then suddenly we were just all in on it. And it was like, oh my God, Arsenal are in the title race. They're top of the league. This young team who we liked and we have a connection with, but didn't expect to really challenge, is suddenly challenging. And we we're all caught up in that emotional sort of journey that Arsenal went on last season. But this season was always going to be different because once you've, you know, that was a one-off. And once that season's happened, then suddenly it's completely different. This year is all about expectation. It was all about Arsenal have to win the league. If they don't win the league, it's going to be a real disaster. Not, not everyone had that, but a lot of people had that feeling. And you can kind of sense that in the games now. You go to the games and all around you, it's like if, if you're not winning, it's like, oh, we're, we're losing place. We're losing um, positions to Manchester City. And 
it's just immediately that sort of vibe, I think. And so it is it is just a little bit different. The expectation is different. I think that's had an impact. As I've said loads of times, I think the absence, well, not the absence, but the cutting of the tickets of the Ashburton Army has made a big, big difference on the atmosphere. That was so, they were so influential last season. Absolutely. And the fact that they've had their numbers slashed like they have, has made an impact because they do drive the atmosphere. There's no doubt about it, especially at that end of the ground. So I think that's had a that's had a lot, and I hope that the club would look to maybe bring those tickets back. I don't think they will, but I really wish they would. And I think Mikel Arteta would be very keen that they did it as well because he worked really hard last season. Arteta, he wanted that atmosphere. He's talked about it a lot, and he wanted that atmosphere. But there was kind of disagreements between the Ashburton Army and the club over things, um, and you can. You know, depending who you speak to on either side of that, you get different views of what those disagreements were about. Um, I know a lot of people point to the ballot system as well in terms of, you know, who's going to the games, who are getting tickets, who can sit next to each other. So it's something the club will look at. But um, in terms of leaving early, that's just always going to happen. I think it just is. It was a a lot of people left early at the weekend. And it's hard to criticise because, you know, it's a nightmare getting out of the Emirates at times. I know that. But I did think, you know, lunchtime kickoff, you're probably not in that much of a rush to get home. Uh, admittedly, the game was done and dusted. It wasn't like, you know, there was staying, there was any jeopardy on that match. There was 3-0 up at the time people started to leave. The thing is, though, they missed two really good goals. And so you do run that risk on it. But, um, yeah, I think there are people in the club who are looking at the issues, looking at it and always trying to improve it. But... I'm not sure we're going to see a dramatic change, I have to say. And I don't think the atmosphere has been terrible. There's been some quiet games. Like the weekend was pretty quiet. But, you know, you go back to the big games earlier on the season and the atmosphere is really, really good. So I don't think it's just absolutely awful by any means. I just don't think it's at the level that we saw last season. But we've never seen it at the level we saw last season. It was just so, so different and unexpected. Uh, here's one from Eddie's playlist. You said a lot of conversation about Smith Rowe, rightly so. Nice to see ESR with some minutes, but Arteta needs to be a little bit braver with his rotation. 5 0 and still no time for Reese either. It's almost as if Arteta waits till clubs bid on squad players such as ESR and Ketia AMN previously before he gives them minutes. Surely we could have given Saka a rest at 3 0 up and given Reese a run. Yeah, potentially, but I think what we you had to remember, I liked Arteta's substitutions at the weekend. I thought they were good. It was good to give Smith Rowe minutes proper minutes it was good to give martinelli minutes and it worked because he's got his goal and that's his goals and hopefully that's going to help i like the fact that he brought on kivior and played him in the actual in his actual position albeit is an injury force but you have to remember two of those substitutes were injury and force so you know if he didn't have to replace rice or he didn't have to replace gabriel then maybe um reese would have come on for maybe 15 20 minutes or so but two of the two of the subs were in force so he had to make those changes because of injury so so maybe so but look I do think yeah it would be nice to see some of these players given minutes but you know resting players at the moment they've just had two weeks off they've got 10 days off now before Nottingham Forest I don't think you're really in that position where you need to rest players right now they are very well rested um they're not going to be as well rested as uh for the rest of the season as they are now so I don't think it was any absolute necessity to take Saka off at the weekend, but I, I understand what you're saying. Uh, Kyle says, is there any reason we're not looking at Calvin Phillips on loan? He's an elite player. Loan deal gives us cover so that he can play that deep line role if party is going to be unavailable. Yeah, well, I was talking about this. A few of us were sitting in a press conference before Arteta's presser last week at London Colney and we were talking about Calvin Phillips now. We think it would have actually been quite a decent signing for Arsenal, but look, is there a reason we're not looking at him? I think, I don't know if they would have been considering or not, but I just don't think Manchester City would even consider giving him to Arsenal on loan. Why, why would they possibly help Arsenal out for the second half of the season? Um, you know, a, a, a 
club that they're fully expecting to be going up against in the title race over the second half of the season. I just don't I don't see why they would even consider that, especially when there's so other so many other clubs that are in for Calvin Phillips. So ultimately, I think that's probably the reason. Even if Arsenal did fancy him and did were interested in getting him over here, I don't think it's something Man City would even entertain at all because of the reasons that I've just mentioned. All right, that's it from today's show, everyone. Thank you very much for watching and listening. As always, really do appreciate your time. And like I said, if you want to get involved in tomorrow's show, please do just hit me up in the comments below with your opinions, questions, comments, anything like that. And I'll get some of them into tomorrow's show. Until then, everyone, have a very good Tuesday. Be back tomorrow to do it all over again. Bye-bye. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.